It is Mosley, and it is Simcox. And we come to you on, um, oh, a little overcast today. Uh, weather has been, quite, you know, not quite as crazy. The uh, heat has uh, abated just a bit. But, Stephen, we will take you until 3 o'clock today and um, kind of a power-packed show today. And, uh, Stephen, is, that, is there a better lead-in show than the John Morris show? Could you do any better? Is there a show in the country you could, you could have leading in uh, that would provide more numbers than the John Morris show? If, there are, if there's one out there, I'm not aware of it. I think this might be like the best Baylor one-two punch ever. You guys back-to-back in the lineup like this? Mm. Could you run down the hall, Steven, and, and like tell some people that? <laughs> I, I don't know if they realize that. They, they may not. They, that may not be what they lead with when they talk about uh, John Morris and Matt Mosley. But you know what? We are two Baylor grads, and we are two great friends, and um, – I never take it for granted. Uh, Baylor had the, uh, the the voice of the Bears for many years was Frank Fallon, and then his protege was John Morris. Stephen, I would like to be John's protege, but I'm, like, too close to his age. You know what I mean? He was a lot younger than Fallon. <laughs> Unfortunately. I want to see you do, like, an internship with J-Mo this fall. Yeah, just get up in there in the booth. J-Mo and I are just buddies and kind of, you know, he's uh, we've just had a lot of fun over the years. Um, and, uh, in fact, Stephen, I used to – I used to uh, get called upon every once in a while for rain delay theater. If there was a lightning strike during a Baylor football game, <laughs> that would have been 2010 or 2011. We're playing K-State, and I get a I get John Morris call. Mostly, can you get to the booth immediately? And um, it was when the Rangers were in the World Series, or they were or they were headed that direction. One of those years, and so that was what was going on. So I went on Stephen, and I filled about 30 minutes, just John and. Of course, uh, I can't remember. J.J. may have run off to grab a snack or something. But uh, those are two of my heroes. J.J. was in school. He, he, he and I crossed over for a year or two. He's a little bit older than I am. Uh, but I loved – I mean, my freshman year was the year J.J. went crazy and that team was seventh in the country. Stephen, stop me if you've heard this before. And I was in what's called the Baylor line. And, Stephen, uh, Mrs. Simcox, your mom – uh, she probably did dream of having a child that would participate in the Baylor line, and then you broke her heart by going to TCU. Now, Stephen, you transferred into TCU. Does TCU have any sort of freshman, um, you know, kind of group like the Baylor line or anything like that? Are the freshmen allowed to, to do anything, or is, are you just hoping they'll maybe show up at a couple of the games? <laughs> Yeah, no, they're just uh, trying to get those guys out of the tailgating area. That's that's what they're doing with the freshmen. There's no group. <laughs> There's a couple groups, <laughs> some frats, but they they tend to stick together outside now the stadium. Stephen, we didn't we weren't allowed to have uh, fraternity and sorority houses at Baylor. Not that we didn't try, uh, but the, there was like a rule: you couldn't have four more than like four or five members of the same sorority or fraternity in the same house. And I, I, I would have to say there were probably some violations over the years, although I never did because I lived with, oh, I don't know, SAEs, DELTs, KOTs. I kind of mixed it up, and um, I was a Fiji. Stephen, did you ever wander over during your time at TCU to the sorority houses? And maybe, I mean, I, I did you ever get, like, invited to one of those uh, fraternity sorority type affairs? 
Yeah, the fraternities, I, I went over to a couple frat houses because I had, like, friends. Most people there in Greek life. So I had friends that were, you know, we'd do group projects or something. And uh, I would say, like, 65 to 70% of the women at TCU were in a sorority. So mm-hmm. um, definitely made my way to sorority house for some, you know, unsuccessful conversation every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I married a Tridelt. What would you? What were the prominent um, sorority houses there at TCU? Um, and uh, a Tridelt is strong, really, at all campuses, but uh, certainly at Baylor at the time. Uh, Stephen, could you could you give us like a top three? Just I'm talking about student wise, right? You know, just yeah, the, the, the sororities that did the best in in the classroom. How would you rank the <laughs> sororities there? Uh. Probably, man, Tridel's up there. Probably um, Zeta and then Tridel and then uh, Chi Omega. Chi Omega. Chi Omega. <laughs> I knew I was going to get that one wrong. Steven. That's, that may be, you may have to hold on to that one. That, <laughs> that rivals Scotia Bank. Did you did you did you hear the long pause? Like me try did you see me like trying the wheels turning, me trying to go in one way or the other with it? I think you just revealed your lack of involvement in Greek life in that very moment. It's all Greek to me, brother. It's all Greek to me. The Kyos, buddy, the Kyos. That's right. That's right. Good group, good group. Boy, the Zetas, that's great. The Zetas had a good run there at TC. Yeah, they had a lot of good resources there. Back in the day, Stephen, they would say they would. It, it, uh, I better watch myself here, but it like I think there was a good fraternity there called the Lambda Kai's. I don't know if they were mm-hmm. when you were there, but when I was in school, the TCU had the Lambda Kai's. Yeah, Lambda Kai's was, got like banned when I was on campus. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was not a that was not maybe the best one at Baylor, and so you know we'd find out somebody was. They were real proud to be like, I'm a Lambda Kai at TCU. And we were just like, oh, no, what's happened? Yeah, I didn't realize what, that there was that difference life? either because, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. Oh, well, we're already here. Um, 80 Pi didn't have the best reputation at TCU, but I've heard other yeah. places it's great. Yeah, I think as you head the southern schools, uh, the 80 Pies really thrive, and um, and you'll run into some of that. But, uh, yeah, we probably we probably shouldn't go any further. <laughs> I always imagine, like, my wife listening. She as she does a lot of days, I think. Probably ought to back out of sorority talk. All right, Stephen, it is uh, the Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcock show. We're going to be with you all the way. Stephen, why don't we just go to – was Tom mind if we just – I don't know. What kind of mood's he been in? Stephen, could we just go to, like, five today with Tom? Would he – would he have an issue with that? Here's what I was wanting to do. Um, neighbor Ted has left me the combination to his backyard oasis. And he's got a beautiful pool and all that. What I thought I might do is just go get in the pool and either listen to you guys or participate in the 4 o'clock hour today. So, I, Steve, run that by Tom. Tom runs hot and cold on me, as most people do. Steve, somehow you've stayed... I don't know. You and I have always stayed really close. Tom's hot and cold on Mosley. Mostly cold, but there are occasions I think he's like, hey, I kind of like this guy. So, Stephen, see see what you can do in that 4 o'clock hour, all right? I'd like to, I'd like to come to you guys live from neighbor Ted's swimming pool. 
I yeah, I think that's doable. I mean, Tom likes to monitor our show closely, so I think he wouldn't mind having you having you along for the ride. Is Tom in there right now? Like, is he is he walking around in there? No, he's him? walking around flustered as he usually is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Probably because of something we've done. Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance I've um, we've messed something up. Stephen, can can we give a shout out to? Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. We can. Big shout-out to Brian Fonville and those guys. Of course, they've got those beautiful graphics that they send us. And, you know, I, I did a post about them yesterday. And not only have they been extremely loyal to us, but, Stephen, it's a bank that it's kind of like, what's their saying? They're like, it's like bank different, okay? They're a different sort of bank, and I love that about them. And so, you know, folks that want to go in and have relationships with their bankers, that's the bank for you. Now, if you're just someone who never, ever wants to step inside a bank and you just want to do it by app, I, there's a million of those out there. But Central National Bank, or, although, Stephen, our buddy, our buddy out there at the uh, Howie 84 location, man, I liked her a lot. You remember her, Peggy? Man, she was great. Anyway, she's, she retired, but I'm kind of anxious to see who's manning the phones out there now. Uh, because that was that's you talk about huge shoes to fill. All right, uh, appreciate Joe Nesbitt. Appreciate you, Brian Fonville. Thank you for everything that you do, Stephen. Um, at three forty today, we do have a man, and he was what I love about having Matt Meyer on, Matthew Meyer on. Stephen, he is not afraid to like break some news. Have you ever noticed that he's kind of like, well, I don't know if this is out there yet, but I'm going to say this, and I don't know if anybody's heard this yet, but. I'm going to go ahead and say this. You know how some players we talk to, Stephen, are kind of guarded? I better not say that. I better not say that. Meyer is not. Matthew Meyer just kind of tells it like it is. And so anything you want to know about the Baylor basketball program, about the Mullet brothers, and then, Stephen, something I think you're going to enjoy, we will address in today's interview, um, is Zach Loveday – has he been approved as a possible mullet brother? All right. Can you can you be a mullet brother if you have a man bun? Now, Zach Loveday's about 6'9", 6'10". Actually, he might be 7 feet. That dude is huge. And he's already got a beautiful three-point shot, but I think he's I think he's bulked up a little bit. Like he's I mean, he's got some athleticism. He's working at it like crazy. Um, Meyer's been working mostly with the guards. But, Stephen, one, one message Meyer wants to get across to us is that Loveday has been working at his craft like crazy. So if you want to find out if the Bears have a shot to repeat next year, I would say listen at 340 because Matt Meyer is a wealth of information. Now, Stephen, there's something I want us to play, okay, and then we're going to talk about it at 320. Well, I also want you to give us a uh, – baseball update we got uh we have we have a game today we have one game today at six is that right game tonight yeah we got uh vandy playing for their life tonight against uh stanford okay once you kind of get into that other bracket it's tough it's tough to do um well let's keep it right here steve we're going to save what, what i do want to tell everybody about is at 320 today are we done with replay in nba are we upset with replay is it time to is re- has replay ruining the NBA? And how in the world do you not guard DeAndre Ayton with like Stephen? How much? How much was left? Like point, point two? nine. Point nine. Point nine. 
How do you not guard a seven foot one man? They've got one thing they can pull off, and they he somehow gets free at the buzzer. All right, we're going to deal with that at three twenty. Stephen, give us a recap real quick. Uh, yesterday, I was I was uh, Virginia man. That, no, that was something right there. You know how I like to kind of drive around town listening to these games, and that was a really seesaw affair. And then um, was that the Bulldog Stephen who went deep with like a three run homer? to put them up in that game, and then it got to 4-4, and then it ended up 5-4. Give us a little bit of recap, if you would, on that Mississippi State comeback win. You're right. So, uh, yeah, Virginia's up 4-0. They had really been dominating the game. Virginia's pitching has been um, incredible all season long and through this tournament. And they're up 4-0. We're going to the eighth inning. Mississippi State's running out of outs, and they score six in the eighth. Um you know, Virginia got a really nice uh, pitching day from their starter, and then they bring on Steven Such, who is their, like, ace closer. He's a sidearm guy. He throws a lot of breaking balls. Uh, but he hadn't pitched in about a week. He didn't pitch in their first game. He actually didn't pitch in the last game against DBU. So it had been a while since he went on the mound. And he faced uh, Tanner Hall, who or Tanner Allen, excuse me, who's the SEC Player of the Year and uh, plays there at Mississippi State. And Tanner hit a three-run homer to um, – give Mississippi State a 5-4 to four lead, and then they went on to score another run. Virginia would get one back to make it 6-5, but Mississippi State wins that game 6-5. to five. So now Virginia will play Texas tomorrow, and the winner of that game will have to beat Mississippi State twice to move on to the uh, National Championship Series. Wow. This is going to be in, in – um, uh, obviously, University of Texas, we're keeping a close eye on these things. Stephen, I always find it interesting. Yesterday I was listening to some of the interviews, and what's interesting about the World Series to me is sometimes, you know, a lot of these regionals and stuff, man, everything gets done in one weekend. You get to the World Series, and, you know, a team will get like a couple of days off. And so it's like NC State was – tell me the name of that pitcher again, Stephen. High Hill or something like that. What is that? High Phil? High Phil. Sam High Phil. Man, can that guy flat out deal it. And uh, and he outdueled uh, Al Leiter's kid the other day. What's what's Leiter's first name? That kid, Jack. Mm-hmm. God, he's good. What's Jack Leiter going to go in the draft? Like, where where is he? Like a top three guy? Top you know, five? earlier it was like Rocker and Leiter one two. Kamar Rocker's also a starter for Vandy. Um, they're both going to be probably top five. But I've seen, and I'm blanking on the name. I've seen recently when I looked at mock drafts, some like high school shortstops have sort of vaulted up into that one and two range. So, um, But Rocker and uh, Leiter will definitely be like top five picks. Hopefully the Rangers might get one of them at number two, but I'm not sure if they, if I trust them that much. No, Rangers are, they've decided if they could get like a, a bullpen piece, <laughs> <laughs> they could give them like an inning or yeah. like maybe like a third of an inning. <laughs> In the sixth inning, that's kind of what they're looking at, I think. The guy like at a, a lower specialist. slot value, yep. That's that's that was yeah. that was what I kept hearing last year. They drafted this guy because they feel like they can pay him less money. Seems let's, seems, let's, seems like a great strategy. Hey, let's start Taylor Hearn today. Maybe he'll last like two thirds of an inning. Maybe we can get it like an inning out of Taylor Hearn. Oh, oh, he's gonna walk three and plunk somebody, give up a home run if four runs in the first inning. Wasn't that a first round pick, Stevens? Taylor Hearn? Yes, and they, I mean, they dealt Keone Kella for him, so it wasn't wasn't like they gave up a ton, but he was supposed to be 
he was like the first sort of big trade they made when they finally waved the white flag and were like, hey, we're rebuilding. We're getting Taylor Hearn from Royce City. And uh, yeah, it hasn't worked out. I like that Kella guy. He had a really bad attitude. <laughs> kind of liked him. You remember that? Didn't he always have a real surly attitude and he was getting in fights and just kind of a, he was, he was a rough teammate. Steven, I kind of like that guy. Keone Kella. What's ever happened to him? I'm not sure. He was with your Pirates for a minute, but I'm I'm not familiar with where he is oh, now. Oh, no. No. My Pirates are about 100 games below 500. All right. It is uh, Mosley and Simcox, and we need to discuss something about the NBA. Did we see enough last night to cause massive changes with replay? We discuss next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight as low temperatures fall to around 76 degrees. Tomorrow we start off with mostly cloudy skies and then the clouds decrease throughout the afternoon. Highs top out at 96 with a heat index of 103 and mostly sunny, hot and humid on Friday with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Frank was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week. And the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-883-3024. 800-883-3024. That's 800-883-3024. That's 800-883-3024. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Paul George missed two free throws to leave the door open for the Suns, and they get an alley oop for the win from DeAndre Ayton to take a 2 0 lead in that series, beating the Clippers 104 103 last night. Tonight in the NBA East Finals, game one with the Atlanta Hawks at the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip is at 7 30. Detroit playing the top spot in the 2021 NBA draft, followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Toronto Raptors. The rest of the top 10 include Orlando, Oklahoma City, Golden State, which gets Minnesota selection, Orlando, which gets Chicago selection, Sacramento, and New Orleans. The Houston Astros are on a nine-game winning streak and will try to make it 10 tonight, taking on Baltimore with a 6.05 first pitch. Rangers try and bounce back tonight versus the A's. First pitch at 7.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Steven's getting away from me. Is today Wednesday? Is that right? Today's Wednesday, we're, Matt. You're correct. We're rolling through this week, and uh, fun to be back. Uh, and uh, Steven um, with young Sawyer. Sawyer doing his thing and uh, uh, just really has been battling. And, uh, boy, Steven, uh, are, are you getting any rest? You did. You've got, the, you've got Sawyer there at the house. Are you rested at all or uh, – are you getting up and kind of helping out with some of those? I mean, there's only so much you can do, mm-hmm. but are you – I have heard of husbands – well, Kristen's not going to like this – who who will go, like, sleep in a different part of the house to make sure they get a full night's rest. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a great tactic. I would suggest the the one of the mother-in-laws sleeping upstairs – and uh, or in another part of your house, and then coming to get the child in the in the evening and, and helping mom get a little sleep. Now that that is a uh, that is a great tactic. We've been pretty blessed so far. Uh, you know, he I mean, it's not uninterrupted sleep, but he'll sleep for like three or four hour stretches. Last night, um, I didn't get as much sleep as I had been. He was. He was, I was up and it was like, we we're going to feed him again at midnight. So it was already 11, 15 or something. I thought, oh, well, I'll just stay up until after he feeds. And then uh, Kristen fed him and then went to sleep. And I just was going to stay up and rock him. And usually he's gone to bed pretty quickly. And anyway, I ended up sitting in the rocking chair for maybe an hour or so, just kind of putting him down, picking him up. Uh, I felt like you actually, because it was like, oh, it's almost two in the morning. I'm still awake. It's like Matt Mosley hours. Uh, but I, I eventually got four or five hours of sleep, which is really all you need. Yeah, you should have texted me. I would have been up. I was up reading last night, although I think I, I think maybe 1 a.m. I had a 1 a.m. For me, that's like going to bed at like 8 o'clock at night. I went to bed at 1 this morning. But, uh, Stephen, let me, as I recall, from my uh, from our child-rearing era, um, <laughs> that sounds kind of weird, but I, um, I would read that book, Baby Wise, 
Now, Stephen, I, I'm not saying you actually need to read it, uh, but there's something in it that gets the baby on a schedule, and that, that one was really beneficial to us. It's a book called Baby Wise, okay? And then if all else fails, I've just called John Morris. Don't you feel like John probably has good tips for most things in life? I think he does. I think he would offer – he's so nice. He would offer probably to come over and just, like, watch watch the baby for the night. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to test him on that. Why don't we see if he is that nice? <laughs> give, give John an opportunity to try something like that. Or like Tacker. You know, Tacker would be great at that. He had, he raised a really talented, smart son, he and Brenda. So, <clears throat> you know, maybe maybe see if Terry will come by and, and help out with some things. All right, it's Mosley and Simcox rolling through an afternoon. I want to remind you, Matthew Meyer, okay, that's a star player for the Bears. He has decided to forego the NBA draft and return to Waco. He, uh, You're going to find out in this interview – kind of why he made that decision. And um, there are some, some health things that may have come up. So we will, uh, we will let you listen to that interview uh, coming up at 340. All right. And um, that, uh, Stephen, you've listened to it. Does, uh, you know, I, I have to do these things every once in a while via phone. Does it sound okay? What, did you kind of put your, did you kind of uh, do your magic with it? It sounded good. No, I mean, did some editing, but uh, quality was really good. Good information in there. I know we'll have a couple of breaking news moments, which will be exciting. But, uh, yeah, it sounded well. It sounded good. Okay. Um, before I bring up this basketball, because we promised that, Stephen, got a little bit of a film review for you. Last night, for the first time since the pandemic, um, Meredith and I went to, to a theater, and we saw 12 Mighty Orphans. Now, Stephen, I can't remember if we were together. No, I think that was actually, I think that was, uh, yeah, I don't think that was you. You were uh, on another show at the time. We had the executive director, the guy who basically, the first guy that helped buy the uh, book rights from Jim Dent, uh, a buddy of mine named Ryan Ross was with us. And that was really cool. Well, last night I went to see the film. And I got to say, and I know it's showing uh, all around Central Texas, I used to like to go to that that uh, that theater right out there by the Temple Mall. I'm trying to think. I don't know where, where all movie theaters have, have reopened, but wherever you like to watch movies. Now, when I was at Baylor, Stephen, I kind of liked that. Um, gosh, late in my time, they built one of those that had like 16 theaters out there. What's that thing called? Right out, right out there. Oh, all Galaxy 16, yeah. Galaxy 16. It's AMC now, but same, same location. Oh, okay. That's the AMC. All right, all right. And then... Uh, and then we'd like to go out there every once in a while, let, take a ride on Lake Air. I don't think that one's there anymore. Used to have an old theater out there. We liked, I think I saw the movie Dracula, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, out there at, uh, at that location. Also saw Summersby, a Richard Gere film with Jodie Foster. Kind of a long story. Okay, Stephen, um, I, mean, I, could, I, could, I could tell you about all the theaters in all of Central Texas, but we'll hold off on that. Good, good movie. Good movie. I, you know, it was uh, the the coach, Rusty Russell, who some people credit. Now, I didn't know if this was accurate or not. They were basically trying to credit him in this film, Stephen, for, like, coming up with a spread offense. Some of the stuff he was doing reminded me of what Bryles did at Stephenville and then did at Baylor. And, of course, some of that came from Hal Mummy and Mike Leach and that group. 
Um, but Bryles kind of had his own spin on all of that. Some of the things they, they did, I mean, basically the 12 Mighty Orphans, They one guy got hurt. They were down to basically 11. Everybody, of course, had to go both ways. And in 1938, I believe it was, um, they beat Highland Park. I mean, you know, Highland Park was Highland Park. They had great players. I mean, that was the home of uh, Doak Walker. Did Cal Rote come from there? Anyway, Doak Walker did for sure. Bobby Lane came out of Highland Park. These orphans, this coach came from Temple. Okay, Rusty Russell came from Temple. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know why a man would leave Temple, Texas. I think he had su- success there. And for whatever reason, he felt a calling. And, Stephen, one of the really cool things about this story, apparently the coach, Rusty Russell, had been an orphan himself. He had been orphaned at a young age and, um, and, and grew up in an orphanage. And so he had a really – he had a heart for this place. And he showed up. And, again, I'm sure some liberties were taken. But the truth of the matter is these amazing young people at, at Fort Worth Masonic Lodge – all those years ago, like in the 1930s, um, went out there, and, and and there's all sorts of Central Texas uh, connections. I've been meaning to ask my friends. I think our former president, Baylor Abner V. McCall, has connections to the Fort Worth Masonic home. I'll look all that up. But the bottom line is Rusty Russell came from Temple. And he goes up there, Stephen, and he coaches a team called the Mighty Mites. Okay, they came to be known as the Mighty Mites. And we get to know, and, man, all these guys ended up going on to do really cool things and, and were, were like war heroes and all kinds of stuff. One guy had a purple heart from Iwo Jima. Um, and then one of them played like 12 seasons in the NFL. And that was one of the stars of the movie, Hardy Brown. Okay, I, I, Hardy might have played at the University of Texas. At least one or two of these kids, Stephen, went over and played at TCU. So all of it is just fascinating i I mean luke wilson played the coach from uh, temple texas um and he he kind of wore these little glasses he had almost lost his vision in world war one and so he was kind of having some flashbacks and all that kind of thing and then martin sheen who if if folks kind of my age and and older we, we all or maybe a little bit younger actually um watched west wing he was the president on west wing he was also in apocalypse now many many years ago with Robert Duvall, among others. And, of course, uh, I mean, well, that, that thing's kind of a who's who. Uh, Marlon Brando was played a wild character in, in that film. But, Stephen, Robert Duvall, at age 90, had a, um, he had a cameo in this movie. And so he was like one of the donors. And they had one scene at a game where Robert Duvall is in. Martin Sheen plays a big-time role. He's 80 years old now. But Martin Sheen was the doctor. And the really cool thing about this, Stephen, is the, the, the thought was that this doctor served all these years ago. He lost his wife in, child in, in childbirth, and he, these orphans were his kids. And he served as the doctor for, I don't know, let's say like 30, 40 years at the Masonic home in Fort Worth and never asked for a paycheck. I mean, Steve. It's better than me. That, yeah. No, I was going to say he should have worked for worked in radio. Okay, but I I thought uh, I mean the the movie you you've got to go see this thing, Twelve Mighty Orphans. 
So really, really good. I mean, there were some scenes, Stephen, some of these football movies, you know, there's always going to be the speeches that get a little out of hand. Um, but, man, I just, and I'm biased because we, we had a, a buddy who's involved in this film. But it was really cool to see that, like, the, the director or screenwriter or whatever, one of the guys that's heavily involved was from Lindale. Okay, so he had East Texas connection. Tons of the people who got involved. Sony ends up buying the picture, and it turned out that two of these uh, Sony executives had played football somewhere in North Texas, at North Texas, you know, high schools. So it, just a lot of different connections, Stephen. So um, you're you now have a have a, a one week old child at the house, Stephen. So your movie watching days are, have come to an end. Uh, in, in terms of going to the theater, but I do think you're like your parents would enjoy it. Okay, so I want you to recommend it to all the people in McGregor. But uh, Twelve Mighty Orphans. And I've read some reviews, and they they're like, oh, hey, it's you know they they were they went over the top with the sentimental stuff. Well, what sports movie doesn't? What sports movie have you ever seen that wasn't a little bit over the top in that area? So I thought it was a feel good film, and there were a couple of characters that really stood out, did a great job. And of course, Martin Sheen's one of them. This guy, this kid who played Hardy Brown, and a kid who plays uh, Nogs, I think was his name in the show. Nogs, really, really fine young actor. So it was really fun to watch those high school actors and all that kind of stuff. All right, Stephen. Sorry, we didn't really get to the NBA. I, I decided to do a film review. I, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it an A minus. I'm giving an A minus is what I'm going to give this film, Stephen. That's the equivalent of a thumbs up from uh, Ebert, Roger Ebert, the late great uh, film reviewer. He and Gene Siskel. All right, Stephen, does that sound like a movie you'd like to see? It does. I'm excited to check it out, either uh, in the theater or on demand at some point. The bad guy was Wayne Knight. Uh, he was kind of the evil, not warden, but whatever, the dean of the Masonic home. He, you know who Wayne Knight is, Stephen? That actor. That I don't know if that rings a bell to you. He played Newman on Seinfeld. Okay? Oh, really? That's and, funny. Yeah, yeah. He was the, he was the real evil, you know, always paddling people and really kind of a violent man. And in real life, I read that uh, that he actually uh, drowned. They they took some of the kids on the um, on a little uh, swimming adventure, and he drowned. Okay, Stephen, is that a nice way to tie it up? They did not. Let's go to break. That. They did not depict that in the film. Okay. Um, we're going to talk to one of the star players for Baylor. His name is Matthew Meyer. He's decided to stay with the Bears. Find out why next. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's, it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. 
That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Texas consumers are shopping again. Is your business ready? Eminem Broadcaster's unique mix of music and sports genres reach thousands of listeners in Central Texas, including your potential customers. Market your business today and see your business grow. Call Eminem Broadcasters today at 254-772-0930. 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Or email to info at mmbwaco.com. All right, I'm, I'm getting very excited about this from Alan Samuels. Got a big July sales event. It is uh, 4th of July sales event. Going to be some uh, patriotic stuff going on out there, big-time sales, and all of this will happen leading up to our uh, national holiday 4th of July event. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, uh, located 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. Stephen, now that you have a uh, a newborn, and now you got three three children, here's what I would do: I'd get one of those b- really beautiful cabs, and and make sure you get can get all the car seats in there. You because you still got little ones in car seats. The spotlight right now is on that 2021 new Ram 1500 quad cab. Stephen, that 2500 you might want to take a peek at because you got that growing family. That's the quad cab Lone Star with 5250 or 0% for 72 months plus $1,000 bonus cash, impressive towing, and the most comfortable ride of any truck. When I ask people, why is Ram? What set it apart? The uh, comfort level is, is an answer that I get very often. Now, I always try to, you know, mean what I'm saying, so that's why I drive a Grand Cherokee, and I've got the uh, I've got the Grand Cherokee Laredo. Love taking that thing around town. Can take it a little off road if I need to. Want to tell you about the Jeep Renegade Latitude? Values up to thirty seven fifty or one point nine percent for seventy two months plus five hundred dollars five hundred dollars bonus cash. It is Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Paul George missed two free throws to leave the door open for the Suns, and they get an alley oop for the win from DeAndre Ayton to take a 2 0 lead in that series, beating the Clippers 104 103 last night. Tonight in the NBA East Finals, game one with the Atlanta Hawks at the Milwaukee Bucks. Tip is at 7 30. Detroit claimed the top spot in the 2021 NBA draft, followed by the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Toronto Raptors. The rest of the top 10 include 
includes Orlando, Oklahoma City, Golden State, which gets Minnesota selection, Orlando, which gets Chicago selection, Sacramento, and New Orleans. The Houston Astros are on a nine-game winning streak and will try to make it 10 tonight, taking on Baltimore with a 6.05 first pitch. Rangers try and bounce back tonight versus the A's. First pitch at 7.05, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, and it is time to talk to a guy who uh, made a lot of Baylor fans happy the other day. It's Matthew Meyer. And, uh, Matt, uh, congratulations on your decision. I know uh, it had to be uh, an interesting process, but uh, uh, I I guess I should say welcome uh, welcome back to Baylor. Appreciate it, man. It's good to be back. Well, and, and Matt, I was just in Chicago, and, in fact, I had Jared Butler on last week, and he was obviously getting ready for the uh, the Combine. Um, you make this announcement kind of on the eve of the, uh, the you know, you, the, the Combine was going to start yesterday. Um, well, I guess I should start with what when you, when you weighed everything – what were the biggest determining factors in your final decision to go ahead and, and come back and, and play at least one more season with the Bears? Well, I was getting a lot of good feedback, and there were some um, enticing things that I, I might have wanted to pursue. But um, I honestly, I got mono for about almost a month uh, right before the combine. And so I, I didn't feel like I was in good enough shape to go um, to play four days of five on five. So um, uh, I just decided that that wasn't the best idea to go to the combine. And then um, there was on the combine ends of the 27th and the date to come back is July 7th. And uh, I would have only been able to fit in a few workouts anyway. So I was just like, you know, I just want to spend time and prepare to get ready for next season. Cause I think I can make a huge jump. Man, Matthew, that's, that's a, uh, that's a tough deal for all that y'all went through with COVID this year, and then to get mono. I bet you're, uh, I bet you're uh, glad to have all that behind you. Yeah, for sure. I'm just glad that we're starting to work out with these guys. It's fun to see these new freshmen and the transfers, and I think we're going to have a really good team coming back. All right, I was going to ask you about those guys. Um, Akinjo has come to town from Arizona. James Akinjo, and then Dale Bonner obviously was playing Division Two. And then I guess uh, I guess Matt, you're starting to maybe meet some of these incoming freshmen as well. Um, what do you What do you first of all? Let's stick with uh, with uh, Dell and Akinjo. Break their games down, and what have you What have you kind of been able to figure out uh, about them so far? Um, Dale's just a really good. He's a really good athlete. Like he can get to the rim at will. Um, he's a good passer, a good shooter. He's just a really good all around player. I like his game a lot. Um, and then James, he just—he's such a good facilitator. Like he can get into the paint at will. He's a bunch of good shots to, um, like in the paint, like floaters and layups. And he's a good shooter off the dribble for sure. And um, I mean, he's—I think he's going to be a, a huge part of our team this year. Okay, and uh, talking to Matthew Meyer, who's just made his decision to uh, return to Baylor uh, and take his name out of the uh, out of the NBA. You know. Um, what about uh, the, the guys that we didn't see as much last year, uh, even with L.J. Cryer 
uh, you know, obviously the guy seems like a really, really good shooter. What about some of those younger players, Matthew? Who do you who do you see out of that group that you feel like is going to uh, make an, an immediate impact that we maybe didn't get to see a lot of last year? Uh, well, um, Jordan's made huge improvements. We've been working out together. They do we do guards, wings, and bigs, and we split it all up. Uh, Jordan's been looking really solid, and LJ's bigger. He's gained some weight. His legs look stronger, and he's really bought into the uh, like how Davion and Jared separating themselves by playing such good defense, and uh, I think that's going to help him a lot this year. I think he's going to be really solid. All right, and then I, I'm I'm really uh, uh, curious, like during this process, uh, Matt, before you had to battle the mono, um, what uh, what was the feedback? I mean, obviously, you're, I was looking at ESPN's top uh, 100 prospects. I mean, you certainly were were projected to you know to maybe go in the second round when you started getting feedback what are the areas they said hey you know here's where you need to to get better like where where are you putting in the most work right now personally um personally i'm trying to extend my range as much as possible so i can um create longer closeouts for myself and make it easier but um also just defense like i'm trying to gain some weight right now i want to be able to guard one through five, like I want to be able to switch on the five. I was I was guarding one through four this year, but I really want to be able to um, lock down a five. Maybe not like the pure post-up ones like David McCormick or something, but like for the most part be able to switch one through five and have it not be a problem. Okay. And also, one, one more thing. I, have to, I forgot to mention Zach Loveday. Uh, he's, he's improved a lot. He's gained about 20, 25 pounds. And uh, his shots always been looking good, so he's looking really solid too. I just didn't mention him because I'm always working out with the guards and wings, so I don't see him very much right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got some pretty good hair too, doesn't he? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. But I'm trying to get him to get the mullet, but he won't listen. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. Talking to Matthew Meyer, uh, one half of the Mullet Brothers. Now, Matthew, um, on that front. I know you're focused more on the basketball on the court, but y'all have a lot of fun off the court as well. Now with these laws about to change on July 1st, uh, have you and, and Jackson Moffitt, are y'all ready to roll with some uh, some mullet merchandise? Uh, what, how are we? Are you ready to capitalize on maybe some of these new laws where uh, where undergraduates uh, can make a little money? Yeah, we were thinking about that, and um, I don't know if this is public news, I think it, he would be okay with me saying this, but Jackson's actually not going to be on the team next year. Um, so, I think we're going to have to go our separate ways as Mullet Bros, but we'll always be Mullet Bros in our hearts. <laughs> but, um, as far as merchandise goes, I think it's going to be uh, you know, just stuff that, that I do, but we haven't, I haven't come up with a ton of stuff yet. So, um, I'll kind of figure that out in the next few days. Have you noticed... There will definitely be something. Have, sure. have you noticed that uh, it didn't take Mark Vidal long to start figuring out some money-making opportunities? <laughs> I've noticed uh, he's been out at Allen Samuels quite a bit uh, on the car lot doing some things. Uh, that, I guess that didn't yeah. surprise you that Mark would, would immediately capitalize on some financial opportunities. No, Mark's a smart guy. and He's also a fan favorite. Like Everybody that watches us play loves how Mark plays, so it didn't surprise me at all. I mean... He's, uh, you know, it just didn't surprise me at all because he's such a, a good player and a fan favorite. Talking to Matthew Meyer, also a fan favorite for the national champion, Baylor Bears. 
Uh, Matthew, how do you, when you think about, uh, in, you know, you're talking about those areas as far as uh, defending, that's going to be fun to see you, uh, you know, basically guarding all those positions. But what people think of you for your dunking, your three-point shooting, even your ball handling as well. How do you, obviously, you're going to be in the starting lineup next year, and that'll be different. How do you, uh, as you project this offense and what this team's going to look like with James coming in, Dale, LJ, all these guys we've been talking about, uh, Flagler, obviously, and EJ, I don't want to leave anybody out. What, um, how do you see your role change? I mean, obviously, as a starter, it's going to change. But where do you see yourself fitting into the lineup? I mean, because you can handle it. You can post people up. There's a lot you can do. Where do you see yourself being the best fit in, in, in a starting lineup for the Bears? Well, I think I um, was able to show that I could create offense pretty well last year. But um, I do like playing off the ball a lot. And James uh, is amazing at getting the pain and creating for everybody else. So I think it will be really fun to play off of him a lot. Um, but I think there's just going to be more plays run for me, more opportunities for me to score and um, just create for others. So I think if there was anything that would change next year, I'd say I'd average more assists, a lot more assists. And, um, I mean, I'll, I'll have plays run for me. So I'll, I'll be in a lot more of a um, creating role than I was last year. Okay. And uh, talking to Matthew Meyer, uh, the Baylor, we'll call him a, wing at this point can play a lot of the the positions and everything you know you were saying something as far as uh, Kenjo being able to go create and get it back to you off the dribble when when you watch these uh, NBA playoffs and I mean there was some amazing stuff last night even with uh, DeAndre Ayton going in there for the slam I mean how exciting is that as you obviously you're going to try to improve your draft stock a lot this year you'll get more opportunities but what when you watch these playoffs what are the things that you're picking up because I'm sure you're watching it and looking at certain players and positions and kind of projecting how you'll look in the NBA what are what are some takeaways you're getting from these playoffs well just how important it is to be able to guard multiple positions because that's been helping um, the Clippers a lot is Marcus Morris being able to guard one through five at a high level and that's just opening up their offense so much because he can also spread the floor and knock them down at a high rate so I think um, that's something that we're super interested in and also just the amount of space that they have on closeouts but I mean those guards are so talented at creating I mean that, that's what I feel like I'm best at is uh, off of closeouts so I think the floor will just be really opened up for me and if I can guard at a high level too I think I'll have a lot of value in that yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's the case. And, um, I mean, you know, when I think about you, Matt, um, I'm a huge Utah Jazz fan uh, for different reasons, but I love Donovan Mitchell. But even uh, Bogdanovich, I mean, you saw it with Herder, by the way, the other night for the Hawks. I mean, that, that dude's a – you're a little bit taller than him, but he's he's long. I mean, he's like 6'7", I think. I mean, when you see a guy like that, does that – I mean, do you – does that – is that – kind of a, a decent comparison, some of the things you're seeing that guy do? Yeah, for sure. I think guys like us just like space, and there's an abundance of that in the NBA. So um, I think guys like us can really succeed at that level, um, possibly even more so than in college. But um, I think my game's going to translate really well. 
Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it will too. And uh, Matthew, I have to ask you um, that because uh, you're such you're so close to Jared. That news came out yesterday about Jared having to, I guess, miss the combine for now because he has to get a panel. Have you have you reached out to Jared to kind of offer him support? And do you have any feel for for where where that whole situation is? Yeah, I mean, I've known about all of his health stuff for a long time. I'm kind of glad that it's coming out into the media because, I mean, he's been playing with the condition this whole time. And, I, I mean, he would have been out of here last year if it weren't for that. So, um, but as far as him missing the combine, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think his draft stock is solid. I know he was the most efficient player off of catch and shoot in the entire country. And he defends at a high level. And he doesn't turn it over. And he creates offense. I think Jared should be a lottery pick. Um, but because of the fact that it's red flag, we'll see what the teams want to do. But I think he's one of the best players in the country. And I think everybody else knows that too. But I think he should be drafted. Good consideration for top ten. That's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And uh, obviously Davion's being projected to be there. So, you know, the cool thing is, and we'll see what happens with Vital and Maceo, but uh, – I, I, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't know what you think about it, but I would think, Matt, coming back to Baylor and then at a time we'll see, hopefully Jared and uh, Davion go in the first round, the timings on all this may end up working out really well for you in a sense that, you know, not only the national title, but more people going in the first round. And in some sense, I, I think it sets you up nicely for next year's draft. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. That was kind of the plan. Um, I think, I mean, from the kind of stuff I was hearing, I think I could have been uh, picked where I wanted to be uh, if, you know, I was able to do the workouts and, and uh, go to the combine and stuff. But honestly, my heart was just to come back to Baylor. That's what I wanted to do so bad because um, I want to prove to everybody and myself that, you know, I can, I can keep that production up at a high level even without – our elite guards creating for me, just like, you know, just, just kind of taking more of a lead role. That was just really what I wanted to do, and I think it could honestly work out better for me uh, draft-wise, too. All right, and last thing, do you, uh, if you had been able to do everything you wanted to do, the workouts, the combine, everything, and you didn't get sick, what what, what do you think the best-case scenario was? I'm just kind of curious, if you don't mind me asking. Do you, do you Are you yeah. thinking early second round, or were you thinking even better than that? No, I think uh, late first. There was some some pretty good conversations about that, but we'll just have to think about that next year. But yeah, uh, late first and um, definitely early second. Okay, okay, yeah, that's uh, well, that's great. That's great to know. Well, listen, um, a lot of people are very excited, and uh, that uh, that Mullet Brothers news is a little bit sad, but the truth is, you guys are. Uh, you guys are so tight, you'll always be pals and all that good stuff. Yeah, so sure. uh, you may just have to, I'm trying to think, if you could get Loveday, uh, we don't want to replace Jackson, but <laughs> if you could get Loveday to kind of take that man bun out and do the mullet, I mean, we might have something there. Matt, let me tell you, I've been working on that for a while, and I don't think he's going to budge. For some reason, he is emotionally attached to that man bun. And, I mean, I, I was like, dude, we're in March, man. If the mullet stuff is blowing up, just get him mullet. It's going to be perfect. But he didn't want to listen. And if I couldn't get him in, I don't think I'll be able to get him now. But I'll keep working on it. 
Yeah, best of luck on that. The love, the, the love day man bun. Maybe he wants like some man bun endorsements or whatever. But uh, well, that that'll be fun. That this whole nil thing. It's gonna everybody's trying to figure it out. But uh, the good news, Matt, is um, the Supreme Court seems to be on the side of the players. All right. So uh, that was some good news the other day. They, they don't always agree on things, as you might have heard over the years. But uh, nine nothing decision. So we'll see where all that goes. Um, Matt, appreciate you. Appreciate you doing this, and uh, I'm very excited to see you next year. And uh, you know, it'll be nice. Scott's not going to be able to. Um, you know, you convinced him some point this year. Hey, let me play through things, and he did. And, uh, Matt, I, next year I think it's going to be even more. So uh, 30 minutes a game of Matt Meyer, I, I think you're ready for that, aren't you? I think so. I think I'm ready for it. All right. Well, there he goes, Matt Meyer uh, returning to the Baylor Bears, uh, and that is the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox.